No, 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 no. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better than that. I am originally from Puerto Rico. I'm a San Juan, Puerto Rico. Ooh. And we are known to be rowdy. So you guys gotta be, gotta do better and louder than us Puerto Ricans. So let me ask it again. How many are excited for their 13th anniversary? Now that's more like it. So today I was, I was uh, this week I was praying and preparing the word that I was going to share with you guys today. Esta semana estaba orando y pidiendo al Señor que voy a hablarle a the church. And the Lord gave me a word and the title of this short word is the number 13 el título de este sermón se titula La promesa del número 13 The promise of the number 13 Pagan tradition has told us that 13 is a bad number Is the number of bad luck It's an evil Number. La tradición pagana nos ha dicho que el número 13 es un número de mala suerte. Es un número que no debemos nunca mencionar. It's a bad, evil number. Buildings, office buildings don't have, many of them don't have a 13th floor. Muchos edificios de negocios no tienen el número 13. Un piso número 13. They don't have a number 13th floor. There's no hotel floors with the number 13. There's no hotel rooms with the number 13. No hay hoteles, cuartos de hoteles con el número 13. There's no hotels with the number 13. The number 13, Satan has led us to believe, is a bad luck number. Satanás nos ha hecho creer que el 13 es un número de mala suerte. But I have good news for you. 13th is an important number in Judaism and Christianity. El número 13 es importante en el judaísmo y en el cristianismo. We're international, so that, that's why we're speaking Spanish and English. I hope you don't mind and you're following me, okay? 13th in the Bible is the age of responsibility. It's when a child morphs or changes from a child into a man. It's when a child converts from being a slave to being a covenant son. It's what they call the bar mitzvah. 13 es el año de la responsabilidad. Es el año donde un esclavo se convierte 
en un hijo de pacto. Moves into a covenant son. That's why the Jews call it the bar mitzvah. You have seen movies that are celebrating the, mar, the, the bar mitzvah. But there's a process of pain. If you read in Genesis 1725, I believe, when um, Abraham cir circumcised Ishmael, he was 13 years old. So when a child goes from a slave, goes from a child to being a covenant son, there's a period of pain. There's a circumcision. There's a cutting of the flesh. That's symbolizing that the child is moving from being a child into being a man, into being a covenant son. El judío cuando el, el niño se convertía, cumplía 13 años, se circuncidaba, cortaban la piel, el prepucio, simbolizando de que se convertía de un hijo, de un niño a un hijo de pacto. From a child of flesh to a covenant son. I don't know if you're following me where I'm going. From year 12 to year 13, there was a period of pain. But now that the church is in its 13th year, there is a period of metamorphosis, a period of change. It is going from the natural to the supernatural. From a period of thinking to a period of hearing. Hmm. Let me calm down. In Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 to 7, Moses asked God that he wanted to see his glory. En Éxodos 36, 6 al 7, 34, 6 al 7, Moisés le pidió a Dios ver su gloria. And God told him, you will not see my face. I will hide you in the crevice of this rock. And I will, my glory will pass before you. And I will cover your eyes with my hand. And you will only see my back. Moisés dijo, yo quiero ver tu gloria. Y Dios dijo, ok, te voy a meter en la hendidura de la peña. Y cuando yo pase, voy a poner mi mano sobre tu rostro. Y solamente verás mi espalda. And when the Lord hit Moses in the crevice of the rock. And he passed in front of him. And he put his hand to cover his eyes. He started to describe himself with the 13 attributes of mercy. Hmm. 
You have Exodus there, Exodus 34. Oh, I'm just getting started. Exodus 34, 6 and 7. Says, then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed. These are the 13 attributes of mercy. Good. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. El Señor pasó delante de él y proclamó. Señor, Señor, Dios misericordioso y misericordioso, lento para la ira y abundante en amor y fidelidad constantes. Next verse, verse 7. Keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgressions, and sin, by who, by who will no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children and the children's children to the fourth and third generation. Mantener el amor firme por miles, perdonar la iniquidad y la transgresión y el pecado, pero de ninguna manera limpiar a los culpables visitando la iniquidad de los padres sobre los hijos de los hijos, la tercera y la cuarta generación. So God hid Moses in the crevice of a rock. Because the Bible says that nobody sees God and lives in the Old Testament, right? So God passed in front of him and started describing himself. I am the Lord, the Lord, gracious, merciful. Thirteen attributes of mercy. You are on year 13 in the year of favor. The year of mercy. The year that you will see the glory of the Lord. Ustedes están en el año 13. En el año de favor. En el año de la gracia. Y ahora es que ustedes van a ver la gloria de Dios. This is a time, my friends. From going from the natural to the supernatural. From going on thinking and analyzing to hearing and glorifying God. It's a transition years, Pastor. Es un año de transición para la iglesia. This is a transition year. You have seen the favor of God from years 1 to 12. It has been hard. But it's in, in this year 13th, you're going from favor and mercy to the supernatural glory of God. You will see the mercies of God. You will see the supernatural glory of God starting in this year 13. This is nothing compared from what's about to happen in this ministry, pastors. Oh, let me come down. Start prophesying. In fact, stand on your feet.
The Lord says from year one to year 12, my favor and my mercy, my favor and my grace has been with you too. El año uno, el año doce, mi gracia ha estado con ustedes. But now in this year 13th, it's no longer on your own terms. It is on my terms. It is from going from it's, it's my way or the highway to going to his way. And God said, this sanctuary will be, not be enough with the multicultural people that is, is going to come to this church. Este santuario es muy pequeño para las culturas que llegarán acá en este lugar. In the next one to two years, three years, this will be too small. This sanctuary will be too small. Quadruple in size. Quadruple. Quadruple. Quadruple in size, says the Lord. I'm stepping you too into an apostolic grace. A supernatural grace. A supernatural grace. I will give you spiritual sons and daughters, not only here in the States, but abroad. International. International sons and daughters. You will cover international churches, international sons and daughters. Broken women will come to you. I have given you a prophetic insight. I have given you a prophetic voice, and you will share the word with them, and you will restore them, says the Lord. I will make you a man of nations. This is the season, the 13th year, the year of the supernatural, that you will see miracles through your hands. Miracles. You've seen the natural so far, but I'm moving you from the natural to the supernatural. So in Exodus 34, God described himself with the 13 attributes of mercy. In Exodus 34, Dios se describió a sí mismo con los 13 atributos. The misericordia. In fact, there was a Jewish philosopher. His name is Ramdam in the 12th century. He's also known as, as Moses Maimonides. He summarized the Ju Judaism basic beliefs in 13 principles. He summarized the Judaism beliefs in 13 principles. Este filósofo judío, Ramdam, describió el judaísmo en 13 principios. Del judaísmo. I'm not going to go into that right now. In Genesis 16 and 17, summarizing the life of Abraham and Ishmael, we all know that God came to Abraham and told them that he will make him a father of nations. Remember the story? Dios le dice a Abraham en Genesis 16, 17, te voy a ser un padre de naciones. That, it's in Genesis 16, 16, 16 and 17. As well as becoming the father of our faith. And God promised 
Abraham a son, a covenant son. Hmm. And from this child's lineage, there will come one who will become the king of kings and the ruler of many nations, the Messiah, the seed to come. De este linaje, de este hijo de pacto, iba a venir uno que vendría a ser el Mesías, la semilla que iba a ser el rey de reyes y señor de señores. You all know the, the story. Abraham and uh, Sarah, they were childless. They didn't have a child. And God gave Abraham a promise. God gave Abraham a promise. Tell your neighbor, God gave you a promise. So God gave Abraham a promise at 86 year old. But Abraham wanted to do it on his own terms. God, Abraham said, I'm going to do it my way or the highway. He wanted to assist God in fulfilling the promise. Abraham quería hacerlo a su manera. Quería hacerlo en su forma y quería ayudar a Dios en cumplir esa promesa. So what did Abraham do? He brought in and he brought a Agar, right? Agar slept with her and had a child called Ishmael. Entonces Abraham se acostó con Agar y tuvo un hijo llamado Ismael. So God, years later, God came again to Abraham and made the same promise of blessing. And God iterated that the promised son to be born will be from his own wife, not from a slave girl. You know, sometimes God gives us, gives us a word and we want to assist God. And we want to help God fulfill that word. You receive a word that you will be preaching to the nations. And then what do you do? You quit your job. You go out with, without the blessing of your pastors. And then you start preaching in the nations. And then you failed. Why did you fail? Because you wanted to do it on your own terms and in, on your own time. Dios te da una palabra, vas a ir a las naciones a predicar, entonces dejas tu trabajo y te vas a predicar sin la bendición de tus pastores, entonces fallas, eres a failure. And you ask why, porque querías hacerlo a tu forma, querías hacerlo a tu manera. We sometimes want to do things on our own terms. And God sometimes honors that. Because he's a God of mercy. But that doesn't mean that God will not fulfill his promise to you on his own timing and on his own terms. Because prophetic words are conditional and progressive. 
That's what I teach on my supernatural school. Prophetic, personal prophetic words are personal, are conditional, and are progressive. Meaning that the words that you receive, they have a timing. And they fulfill progressively. And they are conditional. They fulfill if you help them fulfill in God's timing. If you don't believe on the, in the word, then it will not come to pass. If you don't take steps, baby steps, to fulfill the word, it will not happen. Las palabras proféticas personales son personales, condicionales y progresivas. Significa que tienen un tiempo de cumplirse y tienen una progresión para cumplirse en tu vida. So God gave, not God, Hagar gave Abraham Ishmael when he was 86 years old. At 86 years old, God gave Abraham the promise of the promised son. Then he took Agar and started on his own terms to fulfill that promise. And nine months later, Ishmael was born at 86 years old. But at 99... At 99 years old, God's promise came to pass. 99 minus 86. So at 86 years old, Abraham tried to bring about God's promise on his own terms with Ishmael. And at 99 years old... God's promise came to pass. 13 years between the promise given and the promise manifested. A 86 años de edad, Abraham trató de cumplir esa promesa en sus propios términos trayendo a Ismael. A los 99, esa promesa se cumplió. 13 años entre la promesa dada y la promesa cumplida. So 30, my friends, is the number of promise. The number 13 is the number of promise. So now this number 13 promise is twofold. Say twofold. Es una promesa dual. Esta promesa del número 13 es dual. It always involves man and it always involves God. It always involves seasons, times, and circumstances in which God and man participate. Envuelve temporadas, tiempos, y circunstancias en donde Dios y el hombre se ponen de acuerdo para manifestar 
la promesa de Dios en tu vida. Tell your neighbor, God is going to fulfill his promise in you. In his own timing. Dile que está a tu lado, Dios va a cumplir tu promesa a su tiempo. So 13 is not an evil number. As Satan has led us to believe. But rather is a powerful God-given promise that will change the world forever. I'm going to share some principles of that number 13 promise. Este número 13 no es un número de mala suerte. Como el enemigo los ha dado a conocer, sino es un número de promesa. Y quiero compartir en estos momentos algunos 13 principios sobre el número 13 de promesa. I'm about to share 13 principles about, don't worry, we'll, we'll be out of here by 3 o'clock. Yeah, you heard 13 principles. My God, we'll never get out of here for lunch. The number 13 promise, 13 principles. Number one, the promise is always initiated by God and destined to change the world, the world forever. La promesa siempre es iniciada por Dios y es destinada a cambiar el mundo. Tu mundo. God's promise is always destined to change the world. Is always destined to change your world. Is always destined to change your actual circumstances. How many have felt this year that you advance four steps and then take one step back? You live paycheck by paycheck. You barely go by the bi-weekly. And you feel like the devil's punching back. Hit you with circumstances after three circumstances. And then you advance four steps. Yeah, I'm victorious in Christ. And then, oof, two steps back. One step forward, two steps back. How many have felt like that? A veces te has, has, estás viviendo de cheque en cheque. Y, y de momento, das cuatro pasos hacia el frente y dos hacia atrás. Un paso hacia el frente y dos hacia atrás. It's because the number 13 promise has yet to manifest. And this is the year of the church to manifest. You're going to see the promise manifested in this year 13. This is the year that you're going to transition from the natural to the supernatural. From the favor, from the mercy, from the grace to the glory supernatural. Supernatural glory. Of God. El año de transición de lo natural a lo sobre. Natural. Number two. Concerning man to obtain the promise, it's beyond hope. 
it's impossible. But God is a God of the impossibles. God is a God of the impossibles. Do you, do you believe that? There's nothing impossible for God. But for man, this number 13 promise, to obtain the promise is beyond hope. It's impossible. Number three. Number three. Oh, you added in Spanish. Good. Nice, yeah. Concerning God, the chosen opportunity to manifest his plan of blessing and change. Concerning God, this is the chosen opportunity to manifest his plan of blessing and change. Con respecto a Dios, esta es la oportunidad elegida por Dios manifestada para manifestar su plan. There's a window of opportunity for God for you. That is called Kairos. We live in the Kronos time. Vivimos en el tiempo Kronos. But God doesn't live in our time. He lives in, in his own time. The Kairos time. And the Kairos time is a window of opportunity for God. For God's grace and blessing over you. If you miss that window, you'll have to wait for the next window of opportunity. And how will you recognize that kairos of God for your life? You have to be in the spirit. You have to live a spiritual life. You can't keep on living carnally in the flesh. I know some of us struggle, but struggling all the time. For us to seize the window of opportunity of God, for us to seize the kairos of God for the fulfillment of our promise, we have to keep our spiritual eyes open and step into that window. We must live a spiritual life to take advantage of God's Kairos time. Number three, number four. The number 13 promise always has an underline knowing that man can't make it happen himself. La promesa número 13 siempre tiene un conocimiento subyacente de que el hombre no puede hacer que suceda por sí mismo. You can't make it happen on yourself. Number four. The number 13 promise always has an un underlying promise that can't make it happen for... Number five, excuse me. Number five. The number 13 always has the underlying fact that God determined it, said it, and it would happen regardless of the circumstances. God's promises, the fulfillment of His promise, do not depend... On your immediate circumstances. Because God is above your present circumstances. El cumplimiento de la palabra no depende de tus circunstancias que te rodean. Porque Dios está por encima de esas circunstancias. God is above your present circumstances. 
So God will fulfill the promise he says given to you in his own time, in his own kairos, and it doesn't depend on your present circumstances. Number six. The number 13 is the difference of what man can do and what man and what God can do. The number 13 is the difference of es la diferencia de lo que el hombre puede hacer y lo que Dios puede hacer. Remember 19 99 86 is 13. That's God's kairos. And then God adds his part, 99 minus 86, remember? That difference, God makes it up. If you're getting this, if you're absorbing this in your spirit, say amen. amen. Number seven. Number 13 is the number of new life. El número 7 es el número de una nueva vida. A new life. Number 8. The number 13 promise always has time and space between when it was first given and when it was given to manifest. Again, 99 minus 86. 99 minus 86. Number 9. The number 13 promise always has a season in which man tries to bring past himself what God has promised him. The number 13 promise always has a season in which man tries to bring past himself what God has promised him. Hmm. Number 10. The number 13 promise also has the season in which God brings to pass his promise, regardless of what man has tried to produce on his own. No importa lo que tú has tratado de producir, Dios siempre añade y Dios siempre trae a cumplimiento la promesa, a pesar o añadiendo todo el esfuerzo que tú has hecho. God always brings to pass the fulfillment of the promise, adding to your efforts. Or in spite of your efforts. Amen. 11. The number 13 promise has such a blessing on it that it will even bring to pass what man produces from him trying to bring to pass what God has promised in his own strength. This can have also dire consequences like the situation with Ishmael and the Middle East today. So what has happened with Ishmael's descendants? The Arab world. I won't go into that. That was the result of Abraham's trying to bring the promise on his own terms. On his own terms. Twelve. Man, time is flying. The number 13 promise always brings excitement, hope, and desperation for the promise to be fulfilled. La promesa del número 13 siempre trae entusiasmo, esperanza y expectación. Expectation. How many live on expectation? Expecting 
a miracle, a financial miracle, a growth miracle. If you are in expectation, then you are on your year number 13. You are on the year of expectation. You are on the year of promise. You are on the year of blessing. This is your year to move from the natural to the supernatural. It is the year from you moving on your own terms to do it on his own terms. From moving, it is my way or the highway to his way. Amen? Number 13. The number 13 promise is always presented in the presence of unfavorable circumstances. Though in time, the circumstances will give way to the birth of the promise. Hmm. The 13th promise is always present itself in the midst of dire circumstances. How many have this experience that you, you've been sick or you've had a, a sick relative or you're on your last dime and somehow God steps in in the right moments. Somebody gives you money. A check comes. That is the number 13 promise operating in the supernatural. Because you were on your last time. And supernaturally, God brought about the fulfillment of the promise. My children, it is the season to move from being a child to move into being a covenant son. It's a season for the church to move from the natural to the supernatural. This year is a year of transition. A season of moving from the natural to the supernatural. It is a season from doing things on your own terms to doing things on his terms. It is a season of miracles. It is the season of watching and seeing the supernatural glory of God in this sanctuary. It's a season to move from promise to blessing. Aren't you excited about that? Aren't you excited about that? It's a season of moving from waiting to experiencing the fulfillment of his promise. The wait is over. Tell your neighbor the wait is over. The wait is over. The wait is over. It's a season of the supernatural power of God. Psalms 105, 42 says, For he has remembered his holy promise. Porque se acordó de su santa promesa y Abraham su siervo. Second Chronicles 6, 10 says, So the Lord has fulfilled his word which he spoke. Y Jehová ha cumplido la palabra que había dicho. First Kings 8, 56 says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people of Israel according to all that he 
promised. There has not one word that he has failed. Not one word. God has not failed one word. If he said he was going to do it, he's going to do it. If he said that he was going to give you financial prosperity, it will come to pass. If he said that this church is going to grow, it will come to pass. This church is going to quadruple and it's going to grow. Genesis 12, 2, and I'm finishing here. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you name great. I will bless you and make your name great. Haré de ti una nación grande. Te bendeciré, engrandeceré tu nombre y serás bendición. I'm going to give you an assignment to read in your homes. Deuteronomy 28. One through six. Let's read it quickly. Deuteronomy 26, 28, from one to six. Now, if you faithfully obey the, the Lord your God and are careful to follow all his commands, I am giving you today, the Lord your God will put you far above the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come to you. That's the key. Will come to you, but not always, it not only will come to you, it will, it will overtake you. Mm. Because you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Your descendants will be blessed, and your soil will produce the offspring of your livestock, including your young, your herds, your bank account, your checkbook, your basket, your knitting bow will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in, and will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause, cause the, your enemies to rise up and be defeated before you. And maybe there's a scholar in here, but pastor, you've read only from the Old Testament. Well, let's go to Hebrews 8. <laughs> Hebrews 8, 6 and 8. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old promise that God gave Abraham. Than the old as the covenant, the, oh, go, go back to the six. As the covenant he mediates is better. It's covenant 2.0. Since it is enacted or better promises. Pero tal como es Cristo ha obtenido un ministerio que es mucho más excelente que el antiguo. Ya que el pacto que promueve es mejor. Y que se promulga con mejores promesas. Verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. <laughs> Verse 8. For he found fault with them when he says, 
Next verse, if you have it. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. We are living in this new covenant. Would you stand on your feet? If that old covenant, which was good, which God fulfilled all his promises, if covenant 1.0 was good, God is saying that covenant 2.0 is much better. It's much better. It's much better. I say 2.0 because Pastor knows I'm an, an IT guy. I'm an information technology executive for more than 30 years. And we see all those versions, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. So this covenant, 2.0, is an upgraded version. It comes with all the bells and whistles. And he fast tracks the fulfillment of his promises. What has God promised you? What God has promised you? Pastors, what has God promised you to? In this year 13, God is going to fulfill his promises. Bow your heads. I'm going to make an altar call if I can help you. First of all, if there's someone who doesn't know Christ as their own personal Savior, 